Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. We're glad that you've joined us today. In fact, we're we're blessed to have a listening audience today that comes back uh, again to gather with us around the Word of God. I love to gather with God's children around the Word that we might uh, have one mind and one accord to hear from Him today, that God will speak to us in a very personal and particular way today. Amen. I I, I love the, the prophet of old who said, Thy words were found I did eat them, and they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Friend of mine, today, when we find and we partake of the Word of God spiritually, uh, we should have joy, and, and we should find satisfaction. We should find the living water and the bread of life. Hallelujah. We should eat the bread of life and wash it down with living water. Glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. I can't help being happy today, not because of happenings. There's the happenings are awful. We're in the end time. We're in the perilous time. We're in a dangerous and difficult time. But the word of God declares unto us that God is for us and Christ is with us and the Holy Ghost is within us. Praise God. No wonder the scripture says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world to the believer. If you're not a Christian today, please stay tuned and and hear the, the reason for our hope in the midst of such hopeless situations and circumstances today. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to begin with Titus 3 and verse 5 on the subject, the indispensable Holy Spirit. The indispensable Holy Spirit that we can do without a lot of things uh, and, and get by. But we cannot and we must not seek to, to overcome, uh, to live our life in any semblance of victory without the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. We're talking about the third person of the Godhead, not just a power, but a person who releases power, who manifests power in our life, and who manifests Christ to us, amen, and manifests the presence of our Heavenly Father to us today, the mighty, wonderful, indispensable Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, yes, one in the same. There are no different whether you find it rendered Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. It's talking about the same person. Amen. The third person of the Godhead. And we're going to talk about why he is indispensable and not just Pentecostals or Charismatics. You hear Holy Ghost or Spirit-filled. You think of, of, of just a particular group of people that, that welcome uh, the fullness of God through the Holy Spirit and believe it t- today the gifts of the Spirit are still in operation. But from from other uh, parts of of Christianity and other people within Christianity that recognize the the need 
of the Holy Spirit, that He is indeed indispensable to our salvation, indispensable to our Christian growth, indispensable to our victory. Amen. Without Him, we are merely going, depending on our weak flesh, our ingenuity, uh, our intelligence, others without us to help us to live our life and find the peace, the fulfillment, and the purpose of God in it uh, without the Holy Spirit. Without Him, that is absolutely impossible. Possible and and we're not a little narrow group of believers that believe how important he is to us, but but we're part of actually if you're part of of a denominational structure that doesn't emphasize being filled with the spirit of the purpose of the Holy Spirit and doesn't talk a lot about the Holy Ghost. Uh, then you need to hear today what your, what the leaders of many of these denominations and those who are part of some of these denominations, they know it. Sometimes people choose not to emphasize and they marginalize the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer and in our world today. Well, we want to, we want to address that today. Amen. From all the perspectives and come up with one absolute truth we can all agree on that the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost is indispensable not only to the believer but to the work of God to reach people and bring them to Christ in our world and the first thing I want to talk about concerning the believer today is that the Holy Ghost he regenerates or makes spiritually alive Titus 3 and verse 5 it says according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. The washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Let me, let me, let me read you what uh, many commentators say about this verse of Scripture and how it should relate to us. And I quote, The actual process of regeneration is exclusively the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Spirit, and is divine and not a human work. The Holy Spirit ministers the beginning of all spiritual Life. Remember when the scripture said, this is me talking now. Amen. Not the, I'm not quoting anymore. Uh, this, remember what the scripture said about this work of God, this work of regeneration in our life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. We're going to read that in a moment. He's a new creature. This is a work of God. This is not something you can do. It's not something I can do. It's not something any preacher preacher, pastor, or priest can do for us. This is the beginning. It says you were dead in trespasses and sins. You hath he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Our spirit was dead as far as any kind of, of consciousness of God or fellowship with God because of our sins. And yet when our sins were forgiven and, and that, that veil was rent and we could experience 
the presence of God and we could know that we can have a relationship with Him. It's like our spirit was was born again. We, we were regenerated. We came alive. To We were very conscious of God. We were very conscious of His presence within us and with us. Praise God. All right, let me read that again. I had to stop and comment on the commentary. The actual process of regeneration is exclusively the work of the Spirit and is divine and not a human work. The Holy Spirit ministers the beginning of all spiritual life. This is this is not coming from a a, a book written by someone that is leaning toward uh, full gospel Pentecostal. This is just a commentary of the actual actual not context of this scripture and of the of the Greek. Uh, an Aramaic language. And then he goes on to say the process is a complete recreation and no mere fanning into flame of the divine spark. It is not a matter of developing a higher nature, but creating a new nature. So the Greek word here, and this is me now talking to you. You'll tell the difference, by the way. The Greek word for regeneration is palin. Genesia. Palin Genesia. It's a compound of palin, which means again, and Genesia, which means birth or beginning. So it literally means new birth. The Greek word rendered renewing comes from the verb meaning to make new. That's about as plain as you can say it. And that's why 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. True salvation, therefore, is a new birth. We are literally, spiritually, not just figuratively, but spiritually born again. So, the Bible conceives salvation, dear friend, as the redemptive renewal of man on the basis of a restored relationship with God in Christ and presents it as involving a radical and complete transformation wrought in the soul by God through the Holy Spirit. Amen. To claim to be saved without this vital work of the Holy Spirit is to be spiritually deceived. It's a deadly deception, therefore. But thank God, the new nature brings newness of life. I like what Joseph Aline says, and I'm going to quote him here. He says, conversion is no repairing of the old building, but it takes down the old and erects a new structure. From the foundation to the top stone, all is new. Praise God. Friend of mine, we can't even come to God except the Father draw us. And He draws us by and through the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit not only renews and regenerates, but the Holy Spirit indwells. John's Gospel 14 and verse 17 says, He, that he speaking of the Holy Spirit, He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. 
The indwelling of the Spirit is so basic to the Christian experience that the believer is described as the Spirit's temple. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. I like the Amplified. It says, Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit, who lives in you? Now, Perlman, a well-respected Bible scholar and theologian, writes, One of the most comprehensive definitions of a Christian is that he is a man or woman, I'm going to add that, he is a man in whom the Holy Spirit dwells. Talbot, another well-respected theologian, these are not people leaning toward a charismatic point of view or a full gospel point of view or a Pentecostal point of view. They're just talking about what the Scriptures declare about the Holy Ghost and His work in the life of the child of God. Talbot says, You show me a man who is not indwelt, by the Spirit of God, and I will show you a man who is not a child of God. Now, we're not talking about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. We're talking about when we receive Christ as our Savior. The Father comes to abide within us. Christ comes to abide within us. Holy Spirit comes to abide within us. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is not just when we have the Holy Spirit. It's when we are so surrendered to the Father and to the Son, Jesus Christ, and His Lordship, that now the Holy Spirit can control our life. He can, He takes full control of that that we fully surrender to Him. Listen to Romans 8 and verse 9. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. You see, that occurs at salvation. W.A. Criswell, certainly not a Pentecostal uh, leaning person, said, Without the presence of the Spirit, there is no conviction, no cleansing, no regeneration, no... Oh, wow! Indispensable? Would you say that he certainly, without question, is indispensable? See, we can't marginalize him and his work in our life because we're afraid of being labeled Pentecostal. I'm Pentecostal. I'm full gospel. You could call me charismatic if, if you're asking me, do I believe in the present day manifestation of gifts of the Spirit and of tongues? Yes, I do. I have operated in tongues and the, and interpretation of tongues, and, and I, I am glad to claim that God has not only appointed me to preach the gospel, He has anointed me to preach the gospel. And and I, I'm not going to be ashamed of that. And a friend of mine, I, I love the word. I want to be a, 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 a I want to be a student of Scripture my entire life and have been and continue to be. I want to know the truth. I want it rightfully divided. But in no way do I want to marginalize the present day work of the Holy Spirit. I'm a Holy Ghost filled minister. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit when we get saved, yes, but we are not baptized in the Holy Ghost until we are filled with the Spirit. 
that is another message, and we have to go deeper into that at another time. Right now, I'm telling you that He is indispensable to our salvation, to our victory, to our spiritual growth, to everything about our walking in the newness of life. W.A. Criswell said, Without the presence of the Spirit, there is no conviction, no cleansing, no regeneration, no sanctification, no acceptable works. Life is in the quickening spirit. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You were dead, the scripture declares, in trespasses and sins. You know what it said in the old covenant that our sins have done uh, just like their sins did in that day? My ear is not heavy that it can't hear. My hand is not short, my arm, that it cannot reach and touch. Why wasn't God working in them, for them, and through them? Why wasn't He working like that? He said, because your sins have separated between you and your God. That's what it means to be dead in trespasses and sins. A holy God cannot justifiably reach out and move to help us when we are separated from Him because of sin. But when our sins are forgiven, He can reach, He can hear when we pray, He can stretch forth His hand to help when we are in need, and He will. Amen. And we qualify for the Spirit of God to come into our heart and life and manifest both the presence of God and the presence of Christ within our life. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that again. Without the presence of the Spirit, there's no conviction, no cleansing, no regeneration, no sanctification, no acceptable works. Life is in the quickening Spirit, the life-giving Spirit. I like that scripture. Uh, well, we'll get to it, but I got to quote it right now. It's just right in my heart. Amen. If the Spirit of Him in Romans 8, if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead, that's resurrection power. Hallelujah. Dwell in you, He shall also quicken your mortal body. That's not something that's going to occur when Christ comes and we, we're caught up to meet Him. Amen. And the dead in Christ are raised. That's something that happens in our life, in the present tense, in the now of our life. Resurrection power. We, we're not living this life in the power of our weak flesh, no matter how resolved we are to serve Him and how committed we are to Him. We need the indispensable work of the Holy Spirit in our life. If I have and you have, because of the, the presence of God in our life, amen, the, the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead indwelling us and making us alive in, in our spirit with eternal life in the now. Praise God. Amen. We can walk in victory. I like what one guy said. Well, I'll tell you who it was. It's Brother Hodges, and you don't know him, but he. we all knew him in our congregation. He and his dear wife were with the Lord. Amen. But, but he had read it somewhere, used to say it often, about Christian victory. 
He said, if you're truly a Christian, because of what it means to truly be a Christian and the spiritual resources you see that we have as a Christian, if you're truly a Christian, you can live in a duplex with the devil a half a block from hell and keep the victory. <laughs> Amen. I never forgot that because sometimes it feels like in this old fallen world, as wicked and evil as it is, that we're living in a duplex with the devil and that we're only a half a block from hell. But I want you to know he that is in you and he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And I assure you today, if we tap into our spiritual resources today, if we stop marginalizing the work, present day work of the indispensable Holy Ghost, amen, we're going to find we have more than we need to overcome, and therefore we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Praise God. The Holy Spirit not only regenerates, He grants assurance to us. I love that great Christian hymn, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. The Scripture goes on to say in another portion of the New Covenant, we have tasted the power of the world to come. Praise God. And that's through and by the indispensable Holy Spirit. Amen. Look at Romans 8 and verse 16 or, or write it down or jot it down. The Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Amplified says, assuring us that we are the children of God. You see, the Holy Spirit provides a spiritual perception that allows the Christian, the believer, to be made aware of the spirit realm where he clearly perceives his status as a justified child of God and therefore is at peace with God as his heavenly father. Look at Romans eight fifteen and 16 for context. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. I love that word, Abba. It's, a, it's, a, it, it's not a disrespectful word when you know you're standing with God through Jesus Christ. Uh, he, he, the, the reverence should be maintained, but we, this acknowledgement should be in our spirit. As holy as God is, he, this holy God has become our heavenly Father. And we're to never lose the reverence. We should say, hallowed be thy name. But at the same time acknowledging this God that we reverence and stand in awe of is now our heavenly Father. Our relationship is that 
perfect, that profound, and that intimate with him. The word Abba is an Aramaic word. Jesus used it when he prayed in one of the Gospels. He said, Abba, Father, in the garden, when he needed that intimacy and fellowship so desperately with the Father, he said, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. There's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but thy will be done. Abba, in the Aramaic, literally is a two-syllable word. You can hear it in our modern-day language when a baby recognizes his dad for the first time. He doesn't say, Father. He says, Da, Da, Abba is the equivalent of the ancient word for da-da today. That is when we recognize. The baby says it when he recognizes this is my daddy, but he can't say daddy. He certainly can't say father. But he says in his, in his, in his most basic way, I recognize my daddy, da-da. Friend of mine, God says, now you can call me Abba, Father. Amen. We cry Abba, Father. And we grow in that relationship to where we understand. We haven't just, we're not just old sinners saved by grace, are we? Through the regeneration of the Holy Spirit and the washing of water by the Word. And we have become the sons and daughters of Almighty God. Friend of mine, it may, have you... Have you got on your shouting shoes? Do you even own a pair of shouting shoes? If you don't, you need to get you a pair. You need to understand how powerful this kind of word is from the word of God, telling us who we are in Christ and who he is is in us and the relationship that we have because of the cross and the indispensable work of the Holy Spirit, convicting us of our sin to bring us to God to be saved, and then convincing us of our relationship with God. Even speaking of Christ, it says, Whom having not seen you love with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Convinced of that that is unseen because it's made real to us by the Holy Spirit so we don't have to see it. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so glad for the indispensable work of the Holy Ghost in my life today. And it's available to you today. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit has come within you. If you seek Him to be filled with the Spirit, it's like He rises up and takes control and manifests the presence and power of God to you and through you. Out of your belly, where He has come to abide, hallelujah, shall flow rivers of living water. That is the work 
of the Spirit of God. That's not something that can be taught. That we, I, I want to be, I'm still educating myself as I study the Word of God. After all of these years, almost 50 years of preaching and teaching the Word of God, and I'm still hungry. Hallelujah. And I'm still thirsty. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I want to eat the bread of life and wash it down with living water. Praise God. I want to partake of Christ, partake of Him, amen, spiritually, that my soul is satisfied and my thirst is quenched. There's no greater boon again and barrier against temptation and the things in this world that pull on our flesh than to be so fulfilled through the Spirit of God abiding and manifesting within us everything that we need. Having food and raiment in Christ, we should be content. <laughs> and if you're content, the devil says, why don't you do this? It's a sin, but it's so much fun. And you will enjoy this so much. You say, are you kidding me? Are you trying that old trick on me? I am so satisfied with Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not hungering and thirsting for something and, and looking for sinful ways to satisfy it. I have found everything that I need. I am complete in Christ. Amen. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to go on down the road and try to sell that lie to somebody else. You know, the Bible said there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of destruction. God wants to so fill you and fulfill you with Himself by the Spirit. Amen. That, that, that you will not fall for that. That you will not give in to that. Friend of mine, today there's victory for you in Jesus, but it's in Jesus Christ today. Amen. For the Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I'm going to finish this today by reading from the Phillips translation, old translation before the modern translations. I like it on this scripture. You have been adopted into the family circle of God, and you can say with a full heart, Father, my Father. The Spirit Himself endorses our inward conviction that we really are the children of God. It's because of the witness, you see, of the Spirit confirming the Word that Fanny Crosby wrote, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God born of His Spirit, and washed in His blood. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like what Warren Chandler said. Candler said, he said, this is one who, one who knows the assurance of the witnessing Spirit that He is born of God, knows that He must be free. Amen. This is that freedom from the fear of the judgment to come. We are made free from the fear of death. 
Amen. Now, no one wants to die. Death is the last enemy, physical death. But because we've been given spiritual life, we know that is not the end. That's just a comma, not a period in the life of a believer. Praise God. Amen. I don't want to go home until God calls me home. But when God calls me home, I'm ready to go home. I do not fear. Hallelujah. Because I'm not not, not only not going to have to cross Jordan alone. I'm not going to have to cross Jordan, period. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Praise God. It's going to be an instant instant thing that occurs when the spirit leaves the body goes into the presence of God and that is the blessed assurance that's why the Holy Spirit who grants that assurance is so indispensable to the believer today we're not done with this message by any measure we want you to come back to our Bible study and let's continue to pursue that we not marginalize his work in our life but we put him front and center amen that the mighty work that he has been sent to accomplish in us through us and for us might take place especially now in this time that we are living we need power beyond ourselves. And there, there's more than enough to overcome. More than we ever dreamed in the mighty work of the Holy Spirit. Today, if you're a Christian, lean on Him like you've never leaned on Him. Look to Him like you've never looked to Him. And you will find Him more than a sufficient. And you will find yourself more than a conqueror through Him that loved you. Because He sent the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, to be our comforter. And today, if you don't know Christ, I know He's convicting you. He's drawing you. No man comes to the to me except my Father draw him. And He's drawing. He's, he does that work. He's indispensable. <laughs> don't resist Him. Don't reject Him. Surrender to Him. Run to Jesus. Confess your sins. Receive Christ as your Savior. God will abundantly pardon you and give you the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.